Howdy! No, you're not crazy. This is a weird intro. Hey, we did a small little mistake in the editing of the last show. So what you are listening to now is uh, the last show, uh, re-edited by our genius editor, Luke. So uh, enjoy the show uh, the right way. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the last show of 2020. It's New Year's Eve tomorrow. Uh, happy soon New Year's. Probably most people listening to this on New Year's Eve. Yeah. So. Yes. Going into the new year. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, we are going to talk about 2021 uh, a little later. Uh, but I have a question. Uh, is this the worst year of all time that you have lived? Or is this the worst year of all time when you have lived? <laughs> oh, it's definitely up there, right? I don't know where exactly it lands on like the horrible scale in my life, but I feel like... Right. It's got to be up. I'm trying to think of a year that was worse for me personally, but I, I, um, I don't know. It's 2016, maybe. <laughs> what do you mean? Two, two, 2016 was terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, 2015, 2016. Yeah, yeah, those were pretty bad. 2009 was pretty bad when the uh, first financial crash happened. That was a pretty bad one. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think anything will beat twenty twenty. Knock on wood. When I was in seventh grade, that was a pretty rough year. Acne breaking out all over the place. <laughs> I was never the acne person. I was just one. All of a sudden, one year, I just exploded with acne, and it was rough. Someone tricked me once. Uh, that said, uh, I had uh, acne. I had one acne in my forehead, and someone like, yeah, you should try to, like, smear mayo on it. And uh, then my I came home, and I remember my dad, like, hitting me in my back head because I was so fucking stupid right. to believe that, that mayo helped for your acne problems. Right, but you know there's some, like, celebrity beauty cure that that is exactly what they do, probably, out there. Like... Yeah, that uh, it contains ac- uh, mayo. Goop mayo, yeah. <laughs> Goop best foods Goop uh, collab collaboration, yeah. <laughs> that also smells like her per se. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny enough, we will talk about that later. Uh, so, uh, twenty twenty, I I want to talk about this year because. Personally, me personally, this has been the worst and the best year of my entire life. Like, literally, uh, I can't, I can't remember a year I have been so happy is ending. I have a lot of plans in 2021 that I am hoping uh, that will come to, uh, what do you call, uh, come to life. Uh I think I think when I think back of 2020, it's like uh, 
I have been more inside. I have gained more weight, and I have uh, had it more troublesome this year than I have ever had it in any other year. But it has also been one of the most like amazing uh, years of my life uh, when it comes to like personal stuff as well. So it's kind of like weird. Right. It's yeah. So like mixed, mixed with good and bad. Yeah, losing a very good friend of mine, like on a personal life, and gaining a, a very amazing girlfriend that I am so blessed to have has been amazing. I think, I think, like I, I feel like. I, I feel like it's been a lot of like give and take. Like like I said, like uh, those four four or five months that I was trapped inside of my apartment, like I couldn't get out at all, and nobody came to visit me. That was those four months was terrible. Like I I remember those as one of the worst months. But after that, when 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 things like came more controlled and uh, uh, I have a, had a psychiatrist again and people to talk to and <laughs> things like that. It was like, oh, so good and liberating. Right, yeah. You had it way rougher than most people in the world, really, uh, having to be completely... Yeah. Like, w people would talk about being locked down, uh, but those people could still go to their grocery store or go right. walk in the park or whatever. You were locked in your apartment, literally, uh, which was so much rougher than a lot of people had it. Uh, so I can see yeah. how this year would have even been worse for you than other people, especially those four months. I mean, I think it's just those changed everything. I remember the first, yeah. like, I vividly remember the first dream I had this year where I in my dream had to tell myself, oh crap, you're not wearing a mask. And then realizing I'm having, I mean, this is a dream. Like, I don't need to be wearing a mask in a dream. I remember the dream very vividly. I was like at a party of people and I like realized I'm sitting there on a, on this like armchair and I realized, oh crap, I'm around all these people and I don't have a mask on. It was like, and I've had dreams like that since. I'm sure everybody has. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I had to have caught a Covid dreams where 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 I especially remember one night I woke up crying because my dad had died of covid in my dream. Oh, that's more like a nightmare than a dream, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, our code like it's kind of a nightmare when you have one of those dreams where it's like you're at the store and you realize, oh crap, I forgot my mask in your dream. It's a little yeah. terrifying, oh, but yeah. at the same time, I don't, I haven't gotten one that bad, I guess. Yeah, no, 2020, I, I, I will not miss you. I think uh, if I can bring up some highlights from, like, uh, the world, I, I will say the election uh, really, really gave me a little uh, more hope. I'm not going to say that Biden is going to be the best thing that has ever happened uh, America, but I doubt it that he can be worse than Trump. <laughs> and uh, and the uh, uh, the court of uh, GC Max was uh, an amazing news. Uh, just seeing that people that sh are shitheads are like 
even the like uh, uh, Laurie Lachlan scandal uh, thing uh, came to uh, like deals this year. It has been so filled up with of things that like we, we have seen seen in the world that has been good as well. I mean, there we have to remember that 2020 was a shit year. Yes, it was, but it wasn't all bad. Right. It it was definitely a, um, a sea change in the world for sure, though. Uh, just oh, definitely. A year that we're the never going to go back. Yeah. Sure. I mean, the I... Black Lives Matter movement just took light this year. Well, a resurgence, I would say. Because right. it was really big in 2015, 2016 as well. Uh, yeah. Or 2014, 2015? One, one or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it had a resurgence after the George Floyd killing this year. Which I, you could say is a good thing, but also a bad thing. Kind of. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's, it, oh, it's good that... Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody was out there fighting for it, but at the same time, a bad thing because people had to die for that to happen. Uh, mm. Yeah, there's. I mean, I guess there is a mix of good and bad. It's just this year is like a. It, I look. I see it as like a, a start in a loop where like, we are, on a whole new loop now. Uh, from where we were a year ago, you know what I mean? Like this is we're moving oh, forward, and into a world that we weren't in before and we can't go back to the world we had before. It's just not possible. No, and I think that uh, that is one of the things that I'm most excited to see uh, about 2021. It's like, what happens with movie theaters? Are we correct by saying uh, that even with uh, the coronavirus kind of like under siege with the vaccine, will the numbers in the movies go up? I don't think so. I personally don't think so. I could be wrong, uh, but I don't think I am. I was reading some articles and this week about it yeah. and saying uh, people still don't have movie theaters in their houses, so they're going to want to go to the movie theaters. That was their <laughs> argument. Right. It's like people still <laughs> just have little TVs, So, th- but lots like... Yeah, yeah. Having a fairly decent-sized TV nowadays is not as expensive as it was 10 years ago. You can have a pretty big TV and a pretty nice sound system for not, you know, not over 500, 600 bucks, uh, where that was impossible before. Uh, Is it comparative to a movie theater? No, but it's not uh, an 18-inch SRT TV, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Black and white. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Twelve inch. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no it, it, it is. It is kind of weird. Are okay. people gonna want to uh, go back let's... to paying fifteen dollars for a bucket of popcorn? Is another thing, right? Right. Yeah. And will be will people think? Oh, has this been uh, popcorn been touched by people that know what they're doing? <laughs> right. And, like, uh, like, 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 like I said, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really. I mean, this resurgence we see in with uh, kind of the second wave in Norway. Like, uh, we have had more death uh, in November and December than we had in 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 the summer, and and it's terrible to see this resurgence coming back and 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 like things closing more down now, and. 
we see it in Britain as well, like with Boris Johnson locking like uh, things down for for before Christmas. Yeah, and Biden and came out yesterday saying uh, in the next few months are going to be the worst for America that it's been. Uh, for whatever reason, they believe. I'm I'm assuming it has to do with this new variant as well and everything else and just not being able to right. get the vaccine fast enough to people for the current coronavirus. Uh, so, yeah, Biden's even coming out saying America is going to be the worst it's been for the next few months at least. So, Right. Uh, we have the first case of the new COVID variant found in France. That is... Uh, awful news. Uh, we also have it in Norway and where did you say you had it? Well, in, in the U.S., America? the first place in the U.S. it was found was Colorado. I saw this morning they found some okay. uh, U.S. soldiers. I think it was National Guardsmen who had gotten okay. the new variant as well, because uh, obviously they're being tested okay. by the government. Uh, yeah, yeah. But France was the first place out. You know. We talked last week about all these people that were trying to escape the UK to get to France to get away from right. this new strain. France has now recorded its first case of the new variant as a number of cases and deaths from COVID-19 mount in the country, increasing concerns of the new wave of virus hitting Eurozone's uh, second biggest economy. The French health minister said a Frenchman who recently arrived back in France from London fro had tested positive for the new variant. The ministry said the what? case... Is a first in France uh, and had been found in the city of Tours. The man in question arrived from London December nineteenth. Right. He's being so, or he is currently self-isolating. Yeah, n no surprise at all that it came from London. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was yeah. very clear that this was going to happen. It's just, did they catch this guy in yeah, time? Yeah. Are there more people that have yeah. it? Right. I mean, that's the problem where you, when you have a virus with a 70% uh, contagious uh, risk, uh, how many people did he get a hold of before he self-isolated? Like... Right, was he only in was he only in a car by himself when he came over? Was right. he did he go on a plane? Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Was he all by himself? Okay, then we are safe, but it's like yeah, yeah. if he even touched someone else. Did he stop at a store on the way to get a, a drink? <laughs> right. right. Yeah, yeah. Um Irish criminals trial held uh, at Croke Park to the, due to the pandemic. Uh, I saw some pictures of Croke Park this week. Uh, it looks like a very, very big football stadium. Uh, I'm going to guess that, uh, that, it, that is what it is. Well, I mean, it probably f football, but uh, this picture has a rugby goal in it. See that? Oh, yeah, maybe it's a rugby field. Right. Yeah. It's very... I mean, it could be both, you know, multi-purpose type field. Um, but criminal trials are set up to be held at Croke Park for the first three months of 2021 uh, to help implement COVID-19 me safety measures. The stadium, which houses the headquarters of GAA, which is, is being used to facilitate court services uh, business taking place during the pandemic... 
they're going to have 200 sittings that will take place during this time period. Irish broadcaster says the new court facility in the stadium will allow three courts to happen at one time. So what is the capacity of Croke Park then? I don't think it's an issue of like how many people you have in there. It, it's that they want to do their criminal trials without being indoors, I think is what it is. Right, I understand that, but 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 since they are using this as as uh, as a place to have, uh, I'm I'm surprised they couldn't have more. Is is uh, well, maybe I mean cities. maybe that's you're yeah you uh, maybe two hundred sittings. You don't need more than three courts, I guess. Uh, depends on yeah what kind of crimes these are, how long it's going to... Like, if it's yeah. all just, like, traffic violations, you know what I mean? It's right, not going to take right, that long. Right. Um, it says the venue will cost 437,000 euro to rent for the next three months for uh, the nor Northern... Oh, in Northern Ireland. Right. If I was the owner of this uh, establishment, I would probably just rent it out for free because it's not like they are using it because of the corona. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, maybe they're helping them to keep the place open as well, though, a little bit, so that it doesn't... Yeah. It says uh, the facility is going to be fitted with glass and plastic screens for the protection of those in the courtroom and social distancing right. measures. Uh, the other thing that this made me think of is the... Uh, Zoom court hearings that we've heard about in America. Yes. And why can't they do I that is one thing. Yes. Uh, another thing is it made me think about the vaccine and going, if these people, if this government really had super faith in this vaccine, would they be doing court cases for the next three months outside? No. Probably, or at least they don't have the confidence that within the next three months, people are going to be vaccinated, I guess is my point. Right. I don't, I, I don't know uh, the vaccine regiment they have in Ireland because it's different than what they have in the sure right uh, UK. So because they have their own government and things like that. Oh well, yeah, so of course. It's it, just like uh, you would think it, they would be kind of like uh, okay. The vac. I guess my point is like we're all looking at it. Okay, the vaccine's here now. It's just a matter of time before everything kind of goes right. back to whatever we could call normal is. Oh, actually. Sure. This is actually breaking news from Sky News, Fro. Ireland's Prime Minister oh. Michael Martin has announced that the country must return to full-scale level 5 restrictions for the next month. Okay. Ah. Uh -huh. Okay. Well, there's, there's well, that. That's the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> and... And all of a sudden, we don't wonder why this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie! <laughs> I love, I love how that sold itself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even. I was just looking on the side of the thing. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyway, uh, let's talk about an asshole in Nashville. Uh, Nashville bomber told his neighbor before that like, the world will never forget me. The man was speechless when he learned the authorities identified his neighbor. Uh, yeah, 
so it seemed like a friendly chat between neighbors uh, only after a bomb exploded in downtown Nashville on Christmas morning. Uh, uh, could uh, reclude uh, the sinister meaning behind the neighbor's smiling remark that the city and the rest of the world would never forget him. Uh, Lord told the Associated Press on Monday that he was speechless when he learned the authorities identified uh, the man uh, as the man was uh, suspected of donating uh, detonating sorry, uh, a bomb that killed himself in three others and damaged dozens of buildings. Lord said he never saw the neighbor at his mailbox less than a week before Christmas. Uh, oh, he saw, saw him standing there uh, and pulled his car over to talk after asking how he, uh, his mother was doing. Lord uh, said that, uh, he casually asked, is Santa going to bring anything good for Christmas? And the neighbor said, and uh, smiled and said, oh, yes, Nashville and the world will never forget, uh, is never going to forget me. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think the most interesting thing about this whole thing is it seems that he was, uh, when driving in the RV into the area, he started pl playing over a loudspeaker uh, to get out of the area and that there was a bomb inside of the RV trying to note he seemingly this guy didn't want to kill anybody but himself is what it seems like. Oh, definitely. I, I think I either that or he had a mishap happening because he was going to try to kill more people, but it seems a little, yeah, I don't it, know. It literally had a recording of a warning that said there's a bomb in this and it will detonate in 15 minutes, giving people time to get out from. Oh. Yeah. Right. So the question, obviously, this wasn't an act of, uh, he wasn't trying to murder people. That was not the purpose of this. So people are still right. questioning the motive because it obviously warning people to get out of the area, his motive was not to murder people, uh... The one da damaged building in the area was the AT&T building. This wreaked havoc on cell phones, police, and hospital communications in several southern states as the company uh, had to work to restore service to these areas. The company said Monday that the majority of services had been restored for residents. Um, then you go in and you start, okay, well, why would, why would he want to blow up an AT&T building from? Yeah. What does that make you think? Because I, I, in my uh, head, I straight go... 4G. <laughs> yeah, I automatically go 5G uh, conspiracy yeah, 5G, theory right. guy. That's yeah. in my head. I mean, I don't have any evidence of that. Yeah. I have seen a few yeah. people speculating the same thing, like in news articles and things. But it is just all speculation, and we're never going to know because he's not alive anymore. So there you go. Right. We are seeing here today that... Uh, it seems like a year before uh, his girlfriend, a year before uh, this happened, officers visit her, visited her home because she'd said he was building bombs inside of his RV. So, right. 
kind of dropped the ball on that one, but they said they had no access to the RV. They couldn't get a hold of the guy, so. Uh, Let's move to another bomb. Uh, See what they did there. Uh, British lawmakers approved post-Brexit deal with the EU. I have to say this is one of the weirdest things uh, ever. We will talk a little about it, but uh, want, why won't you tell me about what happened? British House of Commons voted resoundingly on Wednesday today to approve a trade deal within the EU, paving the way for an orderly break from the bloc that will finally complete the UK's long and divisive Brexit journey. With just two days to spare, lawmakers voted 52 to seven, or 521 to 73 in favour Uh, of the agreement sealed by the UK government and the EU last week. Brexit enthusiasts in Parliament praised it as a reclamation of the independence from the bloc. Pro-Europeans lamented its failure to preserve a seamless trade uh, with Britain's largest economic partner. Yeah. That is kind of the problem. This is a Brexit deal that is totally bounding Britain to the old fucking EU laws they had to follow anyway. This is Brexit in the name only, more or less. It says it's been four and a half years since Britain voted 52 to 48 to leave the bloc. Uh, Brexit started on January 31st of this year, but the real repercussions of the decision have yet to be felt since the economic relationship with the EU has remained unchanged in this 11-month period. But that time ends tomorrow. So a lot of people are saying that the real effects are going to start being seen within the next few weeks on local businesses, trade, maybe not being able to get certain uh, products. You know what I mean? That in, in as much of abundance as they had before, I guess. But the problem is that they are still under uh, the fair uh, with the, uh, the EU deal when it comes to trade in go- goods with traffics and quotas. And the, the thing is, like, that helped the EU to say, oh, if you are under this trade deal with us, you also have to follow the laws that we have so it's it's like it's almost it's it's worse than the norway deal the norway deal at least we don't have to follow like eu old eu reglements and and laws Uh, but but uh, it seems like this deal is kind of like it's very hastily made and it's like, it's not good for anybody, it seems like. It's hilarious to hear you say it was hastily made when it's been four and a half years that we've been waiting for this. I know. <laughs> I know. But, but but it seems very hastily made. And, and, and what I mean about that is, like, when when he went, went to Brussels to make this deal, it's less than a month ago. That is, in my, my mind, a hastily deal. But they have, uh, like, they, they didn't do anything for four fucking years, Luke. That's the problem. They didn't really do anything. Yeah, it says here, uh, on Christmas Eve, this will ensure Britain and the 27 
nation EU can continue trade uh, in goods without tariffs or quotas. This should help protect the 660 billion pound in annual trade between the two sides. Uh, but in the end, Britain's membership to the EU's vast single market and customs using union will still bring inconvenience and new expense to individuals and businesses. Right. Right. Yes. Because they're still under the fucking laws because they have to have... It is very easy. Like, like if you do a trade deal with someone, like, if you and me made a trade deal, there has to be stipulated that uh, 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 there comes some other things with it. Like... If I'm more powerful than you, and I say, hey, you need to have your toothbrush three centimeters or uh, inches long because it's my law, I can decide that because I have more more power than you. It is, it is a little like that. And they have just said, oh, we will follow everything. Right. And, and they the, signed the deal. And, uh, yeah. I think one another big concern a lot of people had was that the it says here the lawmakers only had five hours in parliament to scrutinize a 1200 page yes. deal that yes uh, five hours most of whom debated on voting uh, from home because of virus restrictions but ended up being oh they ended up it ended up being overwhelmingly enthusiastic by legislators so weird it is so fucking weird well i mean most of those they have like teams of people and like you know one person takes like 30 pages and then the next person takes 30 sure. pages yeah but anyway it is uh, i i think this is going to be a shit deal i'm not very happy <laughs> i'm sorry you okay maybe i'm wrong i mean hopefully it's not doesn't hurt businesses and stuff too much but uh, even I mean Boris Johnson is saying any even a little bit of like uh, struggle uh, to make them independent at least a little bit from the EU could be a good thing, but this is not looking like they're that much independent from the EU, like you're saying. So, right, it's like it's like ten steps forward and nine steps back. It doesn't mean that that just means that you have gone one step forward. <laughs> it's like. Hooray! We kind of, we kind of are out of the EU. Right. Kind of. Maybe. In name only. We have to change our passports. Wow. Hooray. What the deal. Speaking of the British. Anyway. Yes. Speaking about British people that we don't like. British DC Max, uh, latest request have uh, be, for bail has been uh, denied. Uh, I think this was the second or third uh, request for bail. Uh, yes, her her request for bail in her Manhattan federal sex cor uh, court sex crimes case had been denied. Filing new court uh, following new court filings revealed on Monday and. In denying Maxwell's request again, Manhattan Judge uh, Allison J. Nathan pointed to her previous ruling on the issue, which determined that she was a flight risk. Maxwell has been detained since July 2nd and has been unsuccessful in previous efforts to secure her release. Maxwell's lawyers recently asked Nathan to release her on $28.5 million bail, which we talked about. 
they claim that Maxwell's had close ties to the U.S., including her husband. Yeah, I am extremely, extremely happy about this. I'm not surprised, 100%. though, either. But it's such a high-profile no. thing that, and people know that uh, she fled when Epstein got arrested the first time very clearly, even though that mm-hmm. her lawyers would probably deny it and say, oh, no, she was just staying at this secretive mansion she happened to have bought <laughs> right at that time. Right, yeah. She didn't run away. Just, when it, just, just right now when it happened. That would be their argument, oh. I'm sure, but um, sure. At that right there shows she is a flight risk to me, so I'm, I'm not surprised that the judge... Uh, uh, said this. Plus, we pointed out she probably has money all over the world in little bank accounts all over the place. So, yeah. No, it's uh, it's uh, definitely it's just like I I, I think this is good news. <laughs> That's my me personally. Hey, do you remember many many years ago we talked about the balloon boy on this podcast? I mean, I remember talking about the balloon boy, but we weren't doing. The podcast when the balloon boy thing happened, obviously. Right. That. How many years ago is this? Do you remember? Uh, it says when here the so-called it? balloon boy incident captivated television audiences in 2009 as the parents of a six-year-old named Falcon. If you remember that. I do. Reported he had been carried away in a large UFO-like balloon. News media helicopters tracked the balloon. The National Guard sent two helicopters in an attempt to rescue him. Denver International Airport was temporarily closed as thousands awaited news of the boy's fate. Uh, Falcom's parents told authorities he accidentally carried thousands of feet into the sky. But after the balloon landed, authorities did not find Falcon inside. Instead, he had been hiding in a box in the family's attic the entire time. Uh, the mm-hmm. parents pleaded guilty to these crimes surrounding the incidents. Uh, on Wednesday, though, last Wednesday, Colorado governor pardoned the parent, the uh, parents of their crimes. Why? I guess because he could. <laughs> that switch. It's very random. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't. I don't really get it either. It says uh, in a statement in a, in the case of Richard Richard and somebody uh, Heaney, the Bloom boy parents were all ready to move past this. We are all ready to move past the spectacle of a decade ago that wasted everybody's precious time and resources of law enforcement and general public. They have paid the pl- price in the eyes of the public, served their sentence, and it's time for us all to move on. Okay, so there you go. Mm. Okay. Good, good for them, I guess. I just remember that case uh, as one of the, like, yeah, I especially remember the TV interview. <laughs> uh, when when they lied, it was so obvious that they were lying, and when they when the boy was like trying to say, I was here all the time. I think the thing was, at the time, a lot of people thought that the parents did it on purpose to get, like, uh, get on TV, publicity, yeah, Yeah. get famous, 
Uh, but it says here, despite pleading guilty in 2009, the parents have main, have continued to maintain their in innocence. I mean, when you think if if they didn't know the kid was in the attic and they really thought the kid was in the balloon, did they actually do anything really illegal? No. Right. Did, they were just kind of well, stupid, I guess. Hey, look. Do you like gingerbread? No. I don't like ginger no. really in general, to be honest. Really? No. Okay. I love gingerbread. Oh, okay. Uh, do you, uh, Norway has a tradition where we build gingerbread house uh, in like before Christmas, and then we smash it on New Year's and eat it. <laughs> cool. Uh, I mean, most gingerbread yeah. houses you get here in America, you can't eat. They're just like decorative. They give you like they make them with like actual glue. So if you ate them, you'd just get sick. Ew. Yeah. With glue? Ew. Well, yeah, it's just supposed to be uh, decorative more than anything. You know, it's not supposed to be. Yeah. Okay. Because here it's eatable. Uh, in uh, San Francisco, uh, I hope they like gingerbread because there has been a gingerbread monolith. Of course it has. <laughs> in true pop-up art style. Art in true pop-up art fashion, a nearly seven-foot-tall monolith made of gingerbread mysteriously appeared in San Francisco on Christmas Day. Uh, it and then it collapsed the next day. I'm not surprised. The three-sided tower, held together by icing and decorated with a few gumdrops, drops delighted the city on Friday. Uh, during his morning run, uh, a man told. Uh, a local radio station, he climbed to Corona Heights Park to see the sunrise when he spotted what he thought was a big post. Uh, he then smelled the scent of gingerbread before realizing exactly what it was. <laughs> the smell of gingerbread in the morning. <laughs> I mean, if seven, yeah, it would be pretty pungent. I mean, gingerbread is already fairly pungent, especially if it's fresh. Oh, yeah. Uh, I imagine this was... I would want to stale the gingerbread before I stacked it, because it would make it more rigid. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's a picture of this article where there is this dog eating the gingerbread. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. It said, by Saturday morning, a fitting end to what was surely an homage to the discovery of the Swiss, uh, swift disappearance of the metal monolith in Utah, it became the subject of fascination and invoked uh, the movie 21,000 A Space Odyssey. Uh, by Saturday morning, it was gone, I guess. Yeah. I'm going to guess uh, a lot of animals would eat it. Yeah, that's What's true, it? and there's probably just some jerk yeah. who was like, I'm going to knock this over. Yeah. Oh, and it was held together by icing, so <laughs> I don't think it was probably right. that structurally uh, sound to begin with. Hopefully there was a lot of animals that got a lot of food out of it. That's that's what I hope. Okay, uh, like we said, this is the last uh, show we have before 2021, and that is why Trump will wish you a happy new year. Hello, this is Tron Tells the Truth. And this one is the last one for the year 2020. Yeah, 2020. A shitload of fuck year with pandemic, economical crisis, and the richest is getting richer. It has been a tough year for everybody. 
and I've been more productive than ever, but still lacking of work. But again, we got 2021 now, and we have a new president. I know it's not going to be heaven, and not going to be so much better, but better is going to be. And have been hard tumble for the last four years. So hard that even Republican voted for Biden. More people voted for Biden than in <laughs> any other president election. That says something. But America, you brought this on yourself. I heard about people say, oh yes, we had a president, I didn't vote for him. I didn't, sometimes say people say, I didn't vote at all. But what Trump has done is part of you. It happened because of you, nobody else. I used to, had this segment in 2016. And I said this before election. I told you what's going to happen, but you didn't listen. You didn't listen at all. I don't know when I'm reading this what, it, what happened with the Senate. But if that uh, turned to the Republicans too, it's your fault. You have to suffer with this. Well, I don't ever met seeing a population who's smart, willing to put their self through pain as you do. But I'll go again. Well, before, this is going to be a little longer segment than usual, because I'm going to take up a case and I'm going to end up on a Happy New Year message. First case is Wizz Air. Wizz Air is like those plane companies who try to do low-budget travels, like Ryanair. Well, what they really are are criminals and frauds. In Norway, they are so extreme hard against workers' rights that the conservatives want to boycott them. Yeah, they want to boycott them. What does this company said to that? Well, what they do is they threaten to sue the cities. They are now suing the city of Oslo and suing the state of Bergen. We have come to a state, a place in history, where private companies can sue cities and states who sets things they don't like. Do you think the politicians have passed laws? No, they don't. But the politicians have said that they want to boycott that company. So, since they want to boycott the company, on fairies and politics don't, they not allow unions, and so on and so on, they think they can sue them. I hope none of you use this air. And if this air wants to sue me, go ahead, motherfuckers. We had to stand up against Tiny. Tiny means that private companies cannot get away with screwing people's rights and when people try to stand up for them, afterwards, try to sue them. This is not an not a democracy, that's oligarchy. We have privatized law and order to, to big corporations. We had to stop that. That has to be the new revolution. That has to be the starting point. We have no more progressive people than ever. Use that power, have patience, but push on and push on and push on. As again I said, I've been doing this segment for four years now. And I have renewed myself, or Luke and Fro have renewed my me for new another year. So I want to be back next year. Uh, my segment is going to be a little, maybe a little bit longer because I'm more angry myself now and more engagement than I ever had. But I also going to make some changes. It's going to be a new group on Facebook. 
I'm gonna do some video podcasting maybe, maybe on YouTube. And I think about a whole show. And it's called To Hell With Tron. I know I mentioned it earlier, but now I've been making more plans than ever since I'm just sitting here in the pandemic. I also have more time and just so I started my own little company. So you're gonna see how that goes. But anyway, I still gonna hold this segment on another digital citizen because I really like doing it. I like the response I got and I also think it's necessary. I gonna speak my mind and as always you have to excuse me because I do not speak English. It's my first language. Most people in the world don't. So you're gonna be my mm, uh, mm. sometimes because sometimes I forget some American words and so on. But that's even on a happy note here. 2021 is the, the time of possibilities. I hope you learned something from 2020. And one thing I heard in 2020 is like we want to go back to normal. But what normal do we want to go back to? Do we want to go back to over-consumer? Do we want to go back to a hardcore capitalism who just been more and more rich, more and more people in poverty and few people with all the goods? Are we going to live in a society where we buy more and more and stress more and more and die early? When London closed down the first time, a lot of people stopped traveling to work and so on and pe- go back and forth to meetings and so on. When it opened up again, a lot of people found out, well, you know what? Okay, maybe this isn't the lifestyle I'm going to live anyway. Maybe a simpler life, a happier life, interaction with people, doing something for the fucking community. Work less, live more. Because money is not living more. It's just a stress factor in the society. It's just stressful on my brain. I had a Christmas now that I didn't buy gifts. I said to my family, don't buy me something either. Because I'm fucking sick of this. Buying, consuming. What I missed during the pandemic was my friends, my family, and that was to survive, the people I love. I'm going to have a more loving message in 2021. And I hope you also comply with that, that you go on and living a more happy, productive life without corporation, without government, without stupid ideology, capitalism, communist, anything. Be a free human being. Let's 2021 be the time it's changed. Let 2021 be the time we start a new normal. This was Tron with a very long Tron had the truth. Have a happy new year and get yourself wasted or stoned or anything. Enjoy with the people you love. If not, make love to yourself. This was Tron. Have a nice day and a happy new year. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Hey, people, uh, there will be a little like mix-up in the order of normal things because uh, we have a main topic that is kind of like TV's thing. So, uh, yeah, things will not be in the normal order. <laughs> Does that explain everything? <laughs> Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, everything's going to still be there. We're just going to do TV yeah. after the main topic instead of right here because the main topic's all about TV and we'd be talking about it twice, which I guess we're going to be doing anyway, so. Sure. 
so let's start with the stand uh, episode two uh, review. Do you have a little description for me? I have a big description for this episode. Um, called Pocket Savior, musician Larry Underwood is under the cusp of his big break when Captain Tripp strikes in New York. Alone and wandering an empty city, he meets an alluring new acquaintance, also desperate to escape. Meanwhile, an incarcerated Lloyd Henreed comes face-to-face with Randall Flagg, the dark man himself, who makes him an enticing offer. Yeah, that, that was a very cool scene. The prison scene was very, very cool. At the end. Uh, yeah. Uh, we get a little bit more of Whoopi Goldberg's character. We get a little more of the dark man in here. We're d- yeah. The one thing I had a problem with this, it was a little depressing, but I mean, that... I think it's just because the timing of when they put this show about a global pandemic out, it's going to be a little depressing. Uh, The other thing is, last week we were like, okay, this is a lot of character buildup, but at least next week we're going to move into, like, the story stuff. This whole episode was also (laughs) character buildup. Character building, yeah. It's just different characters they were building. Yeah. Those are my negatives. I felt the same, but I do still think this was a better episode somehow. I do too. I think that, yeah, I think that mainly because of that we got more of Stellan and uh, Whoopi. I think I think that was very, very helpful because it's it's kind of like now now we see like who who are fighting in against each other. Uh, and I think this episode didn't feel as much like a network TV show as last week. I think mostly, I think the right. moment I realized, okay, this doesn't feel like a network TV show anymore was the sex scene <laughs> when it actually yes. started to get, you know, the sex started to go past where like a network show would, it would cut right there. The show kept going and I'm like, okay, this does, this feels yeah. more, uh, internet, uh, uh, serial show than, yeah. It was uh, pretty uh, X-rated. Uh, but yeah, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm again not going to say I'm flabbergasted by anything. It feels very like a good show, but it, it again, I'm not like amazed by it uh, by any chance. But I, I gave it a seven. Um, yeah, I would give this a seven point five. This was a really good episode. I, the acting was really good. Uh, I think a lot of the special effects are are really cool in this, but also really disgusting. Oh, yeah. uh, oh definitely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing, if you're going to watch this, it's kind of gross. Don't watch it while you're eating is probably the best <laughs> the best choice. <laughs> it's definitely... But yeah, no, I, I kind of hope that the next episode will be more... more... Uh, okay, now we have met everybody. They are probably going to, like, at some time, um, meet and the factions, like, get a little more stabilized. It's it's looking like it. Uh, hopefully next episode, yeah. Okay, Luke, it is time for the main topic, our best worst TV of uh, 2020. I started last week with the best, 
So I will let you start this. We could get the year number five a best. Right, so I guess we should point out, again, uh, we're doing all the new shows we've seen, so not every show that happened in 2020, the ones that we've personally seen. So me, Fro has seen other shows that I haven't seen, and I've seen fr shows that Fro hasn't seen. Um, also, we have to have seen two episodes, at least, of the show that came out this year, otherwise... Uh, we don't consider that watching the show, right? Right. Totally. Uh, okay. So my number five, I'm gonna go Auntie Donna's Big Ol' House of Fun, Fro. <sighs> this show kind of came out of nowhere. I did not know it was even coming out or that it was gonna be a sketch show or anything. When I went into it, I had no clue yeah. what I was getting into. So maybe that made me go... I, Getting caught off guard by this uh, insane sketch comedy show is a good thing because it, it makes it that much funnier, I think, because it comes mm -hmm. out of nowhere. You're all of a sudden just thrown into uh, insanity, basically, in this show, right? It's it's kind of funny that you have it on your fifth place because I think I liked it even more than you, and it's not even on my list. It's on my honorable mention. Sure, right. I... I, I freaking love this show so incredibly funny yeah it's got a 8 out of 10 on IMDB it's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, so there you go uh, they agree with us I gave it a um, I'd given it an 8 at the time yeah and I gave it a 9 uh, okay let's move on from uh, uh, funny uh, funny to horror uh uh, I have 30 coins, or uh, 30 mundadas, uh, mundidas, so uh, this Spanish uh, series is about, it's about uh, Father Vagara, uh, that is an exorcist boxer and an ex-convict that uh, it is, uh, uh, come to town and... Uh, he enlists the uh, help of the mayor and the veteran when a series of uh, paranormal phenomena begins to uh, occur. It has a lot of uh, religion in it. It has a lot of, like, the 30 coins are, of course, the coins that uh, Judas was given for betraying Jesus. Uh, it has a fantasy element, uh, very drama, horror. Uh, 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, but I gave it 9.5. Okay, my number four, British show, uh, Truth Seekers. This came out in October. Uh, paranormal investigators set out to film ghost sightings, but as their supernatural experiences grow more frequent, they become, begin to uncover a conspiracy that could bring about Armageddon for the entire human race. Uh, this is a comedy horror starring Nick Frost uh, and Simon Pegg, the guys who did yeah. the the zombie movie I can't think of right now. Uh, this was a very good. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Thank you. <laughs> this was a, a really really good uh, comedy sci-fi show, um, and I just really like those guys. I guess, but uh, this show was really well put together and made me want to see every single episode. It's got, what, 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, but I gave it a, where where is it, an 8.5. Uh, 
Funny enough, I have it on my worst list as an honorable mention. I really, really didn't like this show. I, it didn't click for me. At all. Weird how things, how things is like that. It's almost like we're probably... two completely different people on other sides of the planet or something. <laughs> chosen a documentary funny documentary as my number four how to with john wilson uh this is about a fake documentary well it's it's not really fake that's the the, the thing it's very hard to explain you just have to watch it uh, it has 8.7 out of 10 on imdb 100 percent on rotten tomatoes uh it is about john wilson that uh um embarks on a very like weird journey of like self discovery, and uh, he he's like uh, cowardly filming the lives of fellow of, like fellow uh, New Yorkers while like trying to share advice and things like that. Very dry humor, very like uh, funny humor, like. I, I I just loved 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 every episode of of this, uh, like uh, yeah, it is one of the most funny and also very uh, good documentary. Okay, my number three. Uh, I'm gonna go dispatches from elsewhere. Um, I wasn't a huge fan yeah. of the ending of the show, but the right. show. The show altogether was one of the best shows of the year. I should mention right here that, like, I have a lot more bad shows than I do good shows. Uh, on my short list, I have, what, six good shows and ten bad shows? That's on my short list of, of shows. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I didn't really... I only scored one show the entire year of nine, and I didn't score anything above that, by the way. Uh... So, yeah, good shows seem a lot less frequent, at least for me. You know, this, so, Dispatch was from elsewhere, even though I didn't really like the ending. It was really well put together, and I, I saw every yeah. single episode, and it was very interesting. So, at least in this year of shows, I'm going to put this at number three for me. It's got an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I gave it an 8.5, so there you go. Yeah, uh, and it's kind of funny, because I love the ending. I, I thought the ending was one of the best things of it. I gave it a 9. It's on my honorable mentions. Let me do a description for people. Feeling as though something is missing in their lives, the characters are drawn into a game that unfolds into a serpentine series of events, taking them from paradise to shareholders meetings as they piece together the puzzle to find the path forward they come to delve deeper into the mind-boggling mystery hidden just behind the facade the facade of everyday life that's Ooh. about as good of a description as you could give of the show <laughs> yeah because it is very weird and very complicated yeah there you go yes i love that word avant-garde <laughs> I totally agree with you. Uh, my number three is the show I saw this week uh, called Zero Zero Zero. Have you heard about this? 
Uh, no. This is from Amazon Prime. Uh, it is uh, Italiano, Spanish, French, and English uh, series that they have worked together on this. It okay. is uh, about the shipment of co- cocaine uh, that we follow from South America to Europe. It's a combination of uh, I, I think I think it's a combination of narcos and uh, uh, that Italian mafia uh, Gomorra, uh, but the acting in this is so incredibly good, and it took a little like uh, two three shows to get get into it. But when those two two shows were done, I I was totally hooked, and it is one of the best crime shows I have ever seen in my entire life. Like uh, about like the business around the uh, drug c- cocaine and uh, like covering its movements across the continents and things like that. Eight episodes, uh, eight point. Two out of ten on IMDb and then ninety-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I really, really recommend this. Very, very good show. My number two. Yes, yes, uh, yes. I went with Devs. Uh, this was an FX really? show. <laughs> uh, after her boyfriend Sergey's apparent suicide, Lily suspects foul play and begins to investigate. She quickly realizes that all roads lead to f- Forrest, uh, Amaya's enigmatic uh, CEO, and Devs, the company's secret development division. In Lily's quest to discover the truth, she uncovers a technology-based conspiracy that could change the world. Uh, it's got 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.7 7 out of 10 on IMDb. I gave it a um, 8.5. Yeah, this was definite. I mean, there's no, I, there was no way this wasn't going to end up on my top five. I think this year for sure. Right. So a little spoiler alert: when I said I know what's going to be your number one on on your list, uh-huh. I was hundred percent sure it was going to be Debs. Oh well, actually, I had a really hard time with my number one and number two because it was between two shows that I both gave an eight point five. Believe it or not, right? Uh, yeah. Well, we'll talk about it afterwards. But the one show I gave a nine that I talked about a, a minute ago, I didn't end up yeah. on my top five. It ended up as my number six because of. Uh, oh. Well, we'll talk about it later. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I it tied with another show that's going to be my number one, and I'll tell you why in a minute, I guess. Cool. Now I'm really excited to see your number one. My number two is I hate Susie. Uh, I never saw this, yeah. This is very good. Uh, HBO Max. Uh, It's about uh, this girl that gets her world upside down uh, turned when uh, she's hacked in pictures of her uh, emerging in a very compromising position. She's blowing a dude that isn't her man. Oh. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So, yeah. It is so chaotic, extremely uh, one of the best British dark comedy shows I have ever seen in my entire life. I gave it a 10 out of 10. Uh, 
IMDb gave it a 6.8 out of 10 and 94% in Rotten Tomatoes. It had to be my number two. All right, my number one. Oh, yeah, we are already at my number one. Yeah. Best show of the year. Uh, uh, right, so let's see what what I talked about last week as far as TV. What were the best shows I wanted to see this year? Uh, Space Force was my number five, bro. Oh, sad. Yeah, that's <laughs> going to be on my honorable mentions of bad ones. Lock and Key, <laughs> yeah. which was a good one. Uh, that was pretty good. Yeah. Utopia, The Old mm. Man, which I never saw. I don't know if that came out or not. Uh, and The Soup, uh, which yeah. The Soup was good, but it wasn't, like, amazing. Overall, right. I saw, what, 205 television shows this year. And I didn't wow. include anything from Quibi, because I realized when I thought about it, I don't really count Quibi as TV a TV show, so I just didn't count them. Okay. And that is very bad for my worst list, if you don't count that as a TV show. Well, no, I you can yes. count it. It's fine if you count it. <laughs> okay. I just personally look at Quibi shows and go, that's not really a TV show. It's like a, you know, a 10-minute video. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Right. I don't know. It's my, um, it's just for my list. I was like, I could include them, but do they count as a TV show in my head? And I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. So, <laughs> well, but my number one uh, is actually Utopia. From uh, a group of yeah. young adults get a hold of a cult underground graphic novel, which burdens them with the dangerous task of saving the world. And that, I thought that was pretty cool because that was my what number three. Uh, most anticipated and ended up being my number one favorite show. So that's really, I think that's the first time that's happened for me where it like, like a show on my most anticipated ended up on my top five as number one, at least. I really, really like that show. It has a nine on my, my schedule here. So it's all, that's why it didn't get in. Right, because uh, you had a bunch yeah. of tens. Like I, like really, I said, really I didn't. Good. I had to actually go back and like uh, find all the because uh, I usually would go eight and above that I scored things. I would go okay, put those in my best list. Uh, yeah. Those are obviously good shows, and then go through and check check them out or whatever. But this year I had to go back and actually go to seven point five just to fill up my list so that I could have honorable mentions to talk about and everything. Um, but Utopia, why is this? better than devs to me uh it, they both had an 8.5 i both thought they were really good shows but when it came down to it i thought mm. utopia was more entertaining it had comedy in it where devs was just pure oh, purely depressing i mean very interesting very cool makes you think but the comedy wasn't there it was the thing that was missing that would have bumped it over or that i guess bumped utopia over the top was the comedy elements I don't think you will be super shocked by my number one because I have talked uh, enormously much about it. But I have to say that I am surprised that it is my number one because it's definitely a show that I shouldn't like and loved every fucking uh, minute of it. It is P Valley uh, about oh, yeah. this. Uh, strip club in Mississippi where uh, there's intrigues and 
uh, this mysterious autumn uh, and Mercedes the dancer and Uncle Clifford and uh, the clubs like I this this show doesn't sound like a me show at all right. like I I I don't know why I love this as as much as I did and that's why it's my number one actually like it is so out of my kind of like ball game that I would like something like this so it had to be my number one it just surprised uh, you enough that it was like why is this so yeah. good that kind of thing yeah I can yeah, see how that would you know, bump it over other shows that you're like I oh, I'm gonna like this so yeah I can see that uh, so it has a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, so yeah, and I gave it a 10 out of 10. I just uh, like I I, I I I can't explain it. Like I I I think this is a show that I will be amazed if Luke likes, but I hope he watches it just to have seen a. a just to have seen an episode or two. It's got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I just never saw it. I, I remember you talking about it, but I'm surprised this is on your list. Honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, how many shows yeah. did you see this year? You and said something like three hundred and fifty or something crazy. Yeah, yeah three hundred and fifty-seven. It went. Yeah. Which is, like, out of 357 shows, this show that, like, I would never think yeah. Fro would like in a million years is your favorite <laughs> show of the year. Think about that. That I is, that is yeah. wild. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think it, I, I, like, like when, I, when I was going over my list, I, I, I came back to this show all the time. I was like, why, why, why did I like it? And I said it at the time. I think it is... I just think it is that fucking good. I, it is very deserving of my first place. But I have an honorable mention list that is long as a million years, so let's start. Okay, because this one's short, and my other my bad list honorable mention is super long. So why don't you start this one, and I'll start the other one. Miss America. Uh, the Soup. Uh, I May Destroy You. Moonbase 8. The Queen's Gambit. Uh, Dave. Did you ever see Dave? I did. It was a good show. It was very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Good Lord Bird. The Eliza Schlesinger Show. Surprisingly good. Yeah. Everything is going to be okay. Um, Afterlife. Tales from the Loop. Uh, uh, Solar Opposites. Star Trek uh, Picard. Uh, Dino Hunters, surprisingly good show. <laughs> yes, actually. The Flight uh, Attendant. Uh, Snowpiercer. Aquafina is Nora from Queens. Uh, what does that say? Uh, Love on the Spectrum. Oh, yeah, Love on the Spectrum. That was, yeah. Really good. The Plot Against America. Uh, Star Trek Lower Deck. Unorthodox. Uh, Teenage Bounty Hunter. The Third Day. Uh, Mandy. Lovecraft Country. Let's see. Gotta go over to my third page of notes really quick. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. I will say the great normal people, the WoW, uh, Tiger King, Love Fraud, Share. Uh, Monsterland. Monsterland, yes. Uh, Trickster. Great. Mm-hmm. 
Immigration Nation, Small Axe, Adult Material, Dracula 2020. That was really, really good. Code 404, uh, Queen's Gambit. Mm-hmm. Gangs of London. Animaniacs. Macmillions. Uh, Alice, yeah, I was about to say that, and then you stole it from me. Alice in Borderland. <laughs> <laughs> I know this much is true. Uh, Cobra. The Strangers. Uh, Messiah was like the first show we watched this year, actually. I I know so, and it was so bad the first episode. Little fires everywhere. Uh, Sweet home. Industry. Uh, and next, I guess, was one of my last ones. Race by wolves. Juan Origin. Uh, La Revolution. High Town. This. Uh, Mobland Fork. Salem. Luke didn't like that. Phil for Rich, uh, Alice Portland, yes, uh, Blood of Sauce, Victims Game, The Ghost Bride, The Minions of Midas, and that was all. And Vampires. I forgot about that. That was okay. Yeah, and you liked Dracula 2020. We watched that together. Actually. Yeah, I remember that. I just don't remember what I gave it. I'd have to. Uh, there's so many here I can't even. It'd take me ever to find it. <laughs> Okay, worst TV. I am going to start. Uh, guess what, Luke? What? My number f- five. <laughs> My number five is a TV show that you don't think is a TV show because it's oh, <laughs> on a channel that that you don't like. Uh, this is a dish. Okay, QB <clears throat> show. QB. QB. Dishmantled. Did you ever watch this? I don't remember. Okay. Blasted with mystery food, two blinded chefs must use their culinary powers to identify the dish and recreate it in a race against the clock. Whenever chef comes closest to recreating the original dish wins a cash prize. This was with Titus Burgess. It has 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. I am not even fucking joking you. A 5.7 I out of 10 on IMDb, I can understand. But the 75% on Rotten Tomatoes? Who the fuck was drinking that day? But I gave it a four. Uh, but this is the, one of the worst QB shows. It was just like, especially the part where the, those like two blind chefs were like hurled food on, and they were in this like gas mask suits, and they were and then they need to recreate the, the food they just being like blasted all over their body with. Amazingly bad. Uh, yeah, and I don't think I ever saw that. Well, or at least I don't remember it. I was I looked it up a little bit. I still, yeah, I do not remember that. <laughs> uh, my number five. I'm gonna go with Tough as Nails, I guess, which we watched together. Mm. Uh, I wonder if that will come up again. Inspire. Uh, it is inspired by executive producer and host Phil. K- 
Phil's working class family, Tough as Nails, is about competitors who consider their calluses on their hands a badge of honor. They are tested for their strength, endurance, agility, and mental toughness in challenges that take place in the real world. One by one, they are eliminated until a winner is named. Uh, this show was like this weird reality show about um, working hard? Americans working hard is what it was about, but it didn't make it like the rules made no sense. Oh. The fact that they didn't pick one specific profession to go with. They had everybody was a different uh, working class profession or whatever. Uh, blue collar oh. profession, I guess you'd call it. Uh, and they, they obviously certain people had advantages in certain competitions because that's what they did for a living. But, I mean, it, I you would think, and then a firefighter guy loses the firefighting competition, of course. But the show to get all together made no sense because the rules didn't make any sense. And especially when they break their own fucking rules. I'm, I'm going to tell you this is my number four on my list. So thank you for stealing that. Uh, it is my number four. And I will say this. I remember especially two things about this. I remember when they made it easier for the woman in one single show. They made it easier for all the women so she, she, she could win. Because guess what? She's a woman. And they have said... In every episode, they need to compete on the same, same, <laughs> all the same. <laughs> but this one competition, they make an like one competition, they make this one rule that it changed. And I think it was three shows before the final, we find out that the teams will also win more money if the teams win. Like, they made it, like, looks at, like, they made up the rules all the fucking time. It was so fucking frustrating to watch. Okay, uh, yeah, I mean, oh yeah, that was your number four, so I'm next, but yeah. the show altogether didn't make sense because it seemed like they were making the rules up as they went along. <laughs> right. That's basically what it comes down to. Okay, uh, my number, what am I on, my number four? Yes. Uh, my number four, I'm going to go with the world's funniest animals, I guess. Fucking hell, I hate you. <laughs> are we, are we like, matching each other? Uh, yeah, that is my number three. <laughs> Elizabeth Stanton and a celebrity guest panel look at animals doing the funniest things ever caught on video. The series includes viral internet clips of funny animal moments, hilarious animal clips from a major motion pictures, and popular TV series, animal outtakes that surprise the whole cast and crew. Uh, videos of babies and pets, as well as their celebrities and then their pets. That is the most convoluted <laughs> explanation for a TV show ever. But it's just a clip show of animals with... Really terrible uh, celebrity interaction happening. And you know what the worst thing is? It's like they, 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 the host Elizabeth Stanton, she's awful. Like, she's she's not at, at all funny. It, it doesn't they, make they, sense. They, they, yeah. Yeah. And and 73% of Google's users sound like this. This has a whooping 4.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Like, 
4.7. I don't know who was watching this going, well, there's got to be somebody out there that's, that was just like, oh, funny animals. I love funny animal videos. Ooh. You know what I mean? So somebody <laughs> like that. Okay. Yeah. You stole my number three as well. Let's see if you can steal my number two. <laughs> right. Uh, Your number three. My number three. I was going to say, I'm, are we already on number two? Right. My number three, a show that came out in February called Utopia uh, Falls from... Oh, gosh. oh thank God. Okay. <laughs> Do yes. you remember the show, though? Yes. Amidst uh, <laughs> the charred ruins of Earth, a group of teens are chosen to compete in the prestigious exemplar performance art competition when they stumble upon a hidden archive of cultural relics. They question everything they have been taught. <laughs> So this is about a group of kids who has to compete in a dance competition to rule over yeah. Earth. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it's, it's it's one of the worst shows I've. Ugh. It's got a forty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, five point two out of ten on IMDb. I'm not really sure how those scores are real. Uh, I gave it a mm. one, obviously. Right. My number two. Look, it's Labor of Love. Oh, you're number two, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, this is a dating reality show with a twist! <laughs> uh, because, <laughs> because the woman who uh, <laughs> is so convoluted, it's so, it's, it is so bad. Uh, a woman who is ready to start a family, but yet to need, meet the potential father of her children. Decide to among aspiring fathers to be uh, who uh, go through sh challenges like jerking off in a bus <laughs> 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 to see how much sperm you have. Oh, this is just an awful, awful show, and it didn't even lead to fucking love. They're not even together anymore. I, I don't think it was supposed to lead. It, it was never supposed to lead to love. The idea was she was supposed to get pregnant, right? Right. So that it, she didn't get pregnant. So the goal of the show didn't happen. Yeah. But this has a forty-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, a three point four on IMDb. I gave it a two. Oh yeah, I gave it a one. Sorry. Oh okay. Um, yes. My number two, right? Is that where we're at? Yes. Lost Resort. This was a TBS reality show. A group of strangers checks into a three-week Costa Rican wellness retreat in search of an alternative healing therapies f uh, that range from rage rituals to shamanic cacao ceremonies in orgasmic dance. Again, great description of a television show to really tell you what the hell it's about. But it's a reality show where a bunch of rich people go uh, to try to fix their relationships or whatever. And it's the most, what's, foo-foo-y, nose-up-in-the-air, over-the-top, made-up mumbo-jumbo ever. And you know that the people that went into this reality show to, like, fix themselves as far as like uh their relationships are probably way yeah. worse off than if they had just not gone on this reality show 
Funny enough, it, it reminds me of my number one as well because it kind of like is the same thing. But before I say my number one, what was your uh, least favorite shows of last year? Do you have the list? Uh, I do. Uh, give me a second. You buy me some time and I can find it. I, I will buy you some time. I, I will tell the audience that I, I don't keep track of things like this. Luke is the keeper tracker of, of things. I keep track of my uh, own stuff, yeah, for sure. Uh, worst to yeah. TV of 2019. Uh, my number five, Mass Singer. My number uh-huh. four, Pandora. Oh. Uh, my number close. three, What If, which was like What slash oh. If. Uh, my number yes. two was Enemy Within. And my number one was Island. <laughs> Island. So good. Mm-hmm. Well... Uh, I'm going to take you back to uh, January 24th for my number one look. All right. This has a 2.5 out of 10 on IMDb, a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it is called The Good Lab with Gwyneth Paltrow. How funny is it that we talked about it? <laughs> that is funny, yeah. At the very yes. opening of the show, and I did not... I, I never saw the show even, so... This is... Like, talk about mumbo-jumbo... Fake... Things. Like, this is the most fakest... Documentary in the entire life. So, leading with curiosity and keeping it real, Gwyneth Paltrow and her Goop team take a look of psychedelics, energy work, and other challenging wellness topics. So, this was the launch series. This was the launch series for many, many, many people out there for Goop. Like, it was a big fucking commercial and, 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 and Netflix... Like said, sure, your name is Gwyneth Paltrow. Right. Let's put it on TV. Like, that is the only fucking reason this was on TV. This is the only show I gave a fat sinking zero to, look. It is awful. It is, it's just a commercial for her pussy candle. Right, well, and all all of her other garbage, but... Uh, I, my guess is Netflix put it on there because she they know that she's just a meme that everybody wants to watch it because it's so bad. You know what I mean? I think that's probably why Netflix did it. But it is just like like you said, just a big commercial for her nonsense products. Exactly. And you never watched this? I never saw that. No. Oh, you thank your Lord and Savior for that. <laughs> right. Um. Actually, my number one was the only show I gave a zero. And also, what, your number two or number three? Labor of Love. Uh, yeah, my number two, yeah. So we're really close with a lot of our bad picks, actually, this year. What We almost yeah. tied on three of them. Uh, we were at least one away from each other. Uh, this show... Mm-hmm. The real problem with this show is the concept of making a reality show to have a child. That right there where in the very beginning of the concept of the show makes it an awful thing. Before you even watch it, just the concept, uh, you know, makes that puts it below about five automatically. And then you see the show in the first episode. Like you said, they 
the, the competition is to see who has the most semen. Okay, it's moving down a little more. And then you see more episodes. And we, uh, at least I, ended up hate-watching this show because it was so bad. I watched every single fucking episode. Me too. Yeah. I mean, ep- the same what? thing with the Go- Goop Lab. Like, I watched every single episode of the Goop Lab as well. That was the same with Island last year, though. We watched every episode yeah. of Island, but it was my worst yeah. show of last year. You know what I mean? And it's just like a car crash. You can't look away. It's so bad kind of thing. Uh, even after Matt Stryker left the show, which was kind of when we first yeah. initially got into it, it was like, oh, th- that makes it really silly to us because it's got Matt Stryker, who's like a goofball, in it. Um the funny thing is that I would probably have never heard or watched this if he wasn't in it. I, I, well, I would have... I, I heard... About, well, that's a good question. Would I have watched it if he wasn't in it? Probably not. Right. I mean, that definitely is the thing that enticed me. Like, I saw it and went, oh, that's going to be a terrible show. Right. But then I saw that he was in it and I went, okay, maybe I should watch it just because that'll be funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he, he went out in episode four, four? Four? Yeah, I don't even remember exactly when it was. Something like that. It was not somewhere early, towards but... the middle of the show, for sure. Yes, yes. Not early, but not late. Yeah, no, it was awful. Uh, let's see. I have some dishonorable mentions. Uh, Hillary's Hulu documentary. Yeah, I never watched that. Uh... The Circle. Be very happy. Space Force. Uh, Avenue oh. 5. Uh, Utopia Falls, as you said. Uh, Spy Games. Uh, in Depth. Uh, the Stranger. Outmatched. Ragnarok. Cursed. Remember mm. that? Tommy. The English uh, game. Let's see. Uh, Council of Dads. Remember, that was a terrible show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hollywood. Mental Samurai, that game show. Oh. Alter Banks. Um, the Big Show Show. Broke. Uh, Instant Influencer with James Charles. <laughs> I made you watch that. Yes, you did. Uh, yes, I was so happy. Floris Lava. Uh, celebrity Watch Party. Too Hot to Handle. Remember that? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Who that... Couldn't have sex. Let's make a reality show out of it. It was really bad. Uh, the Outer Banks. A <laughs> uh, Hundred Humans. That was so bad. So bad. Uh, game on, which was like this uh, game game show where you had to play sports. Yeah, Alien Worlds. <laughs> Crazy Delicious, which I think this was one we disagreed on. <laughs> oh yeah, I really liked Crazy Delicious, and yeah. I really didn't like it. <laughs> Bruce Brothers. Uh, Southern Survival, and there was a bunch of stuff after that, but I don't oh. remember. <laughs> It was a big commercial as well, that show. Yes, it was. Julia and the Phantoms. Uh, Babysitter's Club. Young Valander. 
Uh, unfiltered. Little voice. Hotel Paranormal with Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, I said little voice, right? Uh, oh, the big fib. Cannonball with the Miz. Mm-hmm. Sketchy times with Willie Singh. <laughs> uh, cursed. Uh, the Comey rule. Uh, the Osbournes want to believe. A teacher. Gee, uh, Dodgeball Thunderdome. <laughs> oh, with David Dobrik, actually. That had David Dobrik in Yes, it. yes. Uh, let's see, where, where, where was I? Uh, Another yeah. internet show, Hot Ones, the game show. Oh, yeah, that was... A Million Dollar Beach House was a bad one. Um, I never saw that. Connecting was a bad one. Supermarket Sweep, which came out like a few weeks ago, bad. Uh, a Teacher, that Hulu documentary that was just straight up creepy. Yeah, yeah, I had that. Uh, Big Sky, I didn't really, I didn't like that show. Mm. Uh, did we say the Big Show show? Yes, you did. Okay. Uh, so I think that's it. That was awful. Awful. Okay, uh, that was fun. Yeah, so many bad shows this year for me, at least. Um, I guess I'm not surprised that, that I think it had to do with that <laughs> it was, uh, we didn't really have a big show like a Westworld or something like that this year because of COVID, you know what I mean? Right. What was the best show that we followed this year? What do you, well, I, to me, it was Utopia. I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> like, no, I mean that we followed on the show. That we followed on the show. Hmm. Uh, maybe Messiah? I'm trying to think of all the shows we yeah. followed on the show. Either Moonbase or Messiah. Uh, probably Woke was pretty good, I guess. Woke uh, was pretty good, but it wasn't like... It wasn't a great... I, I it wasn't going to end up on my top ten. Right, I oh, think, I think Moonbase 8 was better. I think Messiah is definitely the best. I think it was the best. Upload was kind of super in the middle, like 5 out of 5 kind of show. Oh, definitely. I mean, the ending was very good, but that doesn't count for nothing. Right, and we've only seen two episodes of The Stand, so you can't really count right. that as anything. It doesn't count, count uh, no. But yeah, no, I, I agree, Messiah was... This 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 year's biggest surprise as well. Like I hated that show in the beginning. Like the first episode, I I was like I I I I didn't want. I remember talking to you like saying, I don't want to watch episode two. Like I right yeah I, I remember so yeah. And you just really didn't like, like that first episode for some reason, but then it kind of just got better uh, as it I went know. along. I still think it's terrible. <laughs> okay, uh, TV round. Uh, Laura Lachlan, uh, we talked about her, is released from prison. Woohoo! Uh, yeah, right, because of the college bribery scandal, uh, Full House Lori, actor Lori Laughlin was released from prison Monday after spending two months <laughs> behind bars, two months behind bars, for paying half a million dollars uh to bribe to get her two dollars into college, she was released from federal lock 
up in Dublin, California, where she served her sentence for her role in the college bribery scheme. Yeah. Two months is not a long time. <laughs> no. I I wonder I wonder if if someone else will get harder punishment. Uh, yeah, like I said, zero zero, really good show. Uh, I saw that this week. Oh yeah, uh, did you watch it? This I did. Week? I only saw two things. One of them we saw together. Uh, <laughs> and mostly just because yes. I was really busy with Christmas. So like the it was only what Monday and Tuesday that I really had to watch stuff. So uh, I saw. What No Man's Land, which was uh, on Hulu. Oh, yeah. uh, I saw a couple episodes of this. I, th- I think it came out like last month or something. Uh, it's about a guy who goes to Syria in like during the height of when ISIS was controlling Syria, like in you know 2014, yeah. 2013. Uh, uh, he he sees he he thinks he sees his dead uh, ex girl, well dead girlfriend, on a news broadcast that's coming from Syria, and so he goes to track her down in, like, this super dangerous part of Syria. That's why it's obviously called No Man's Land. Uh, It was a pretty good, pretty interesting, well-put-together show. Like, the acting's good. Um, It's very well edited and very well put together, but it's very slow. Like, a lot of very long, slow dialogue scenes. Uh, The first episode really takes a long time to get going uh, but there are certain parts that it gets really exciting so I, I, overall I gave it a I'll give it a 7 six point, I'm going to give it a 6.5 cool I don't think I ever heard about this to be honest let me look when it came out and you go into when what you yeah I saw uh, I saw uh, Kingdom uh I have never ever watched Kingdom. This is my most uh, best discovery of this year. That's for fucking sure. Uh, but it is from 2019, so I couldn't have it on my list. Uh, this is. Uh, I think you will fucking love this. It has like Japanese like uh, uh, fighting in it. Okay. And it it also has a l- zombies, so it's like a zombie, uh, zombie back in the days uh, samurai show, and huh. things together like really was amazing, really, really, really amazing. Interesting. I I give the first season a, a nine point five, actually. I I haven't started season two, so there's two two seasons out. So I really, really, really recommend that for you. Look, it's called Kingdom, and it's on Netflix. All right, anything else? Nope, not other other than what I saw with you. Right, we saw a Netflix television special, is what they called it. Uh, Death to Twenty Twenty. Yeah, this was funny. Right, this was a comedy special. Uh, yeah, starring what Hugh Hugh Grant. Uh, I'm trying to think of who Lisa uh, Samuel Lisa Kudrow, Samuel Jackson yeah. was in it. Uh, Diane Morgan was probably, I think, maybe right. the funniest 
person in it. Uh, Tracy yeah, Ullman, was, who played the yeah. Queen. Uh, yeah, those are probably... Oh, Kamal Najani uh, uh, was in there at one point. I forgot about him. Yeah, Les- Leslie Jones. Almost, There's a bunch of really yeah. uh, good actors and just funny people in this. Uh, uh, but it was... Well, how would you describe it, I guess? I mean, it's a look back on 2020, but from a very, very, like, extreme point of view. Well, I mean, it's, it's like a mo- like... it's a mockumentary style look back. Yeah. 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 And it's like, it's very like, uh, they, 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 they had a lie, lie in there that was very, very funny. But, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I think it is one of the most funny things I have seen this year. And I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. You said you got a little tired of, of it at the end, but I really, really, really like this. I didn't get tired of it. I just thought some of the jokes started to wear out after about, like, three quarters of the way through, because some of the jokes were, like, the same joke. You know what I mean? Like, Trump Orange, or, uh, uh, those kind of jokes that, like, have been made over 2020, like, over and over and over again. Uh, Mm. you know, there's certain jokes that have been made to, to death at this point this year. Uh, uh, people, uh, hoarding toilet paper jokes about that that's it's just played out you know what i mean uh and a lot of it was very funny but then you know when you make the same type joke for an hour towards the end the joke starts to not be as funny as it was in the first 15 minutes you know what i'm saying it's not that it wasn't still funny it's just i thought it could have been 45 minutes long and would have been just as good if not better so what did you give this um what i gave it a seven Okay, I gave it an eight point five. So I really liked it. I I recommend it. Go and watch it, people. It's funny. Oh yeah, I've, I've recommended it to people already. I think it's just funny to look back at, at everything that's happened this year as well. That's the funniest part of this. Yes, and I'm very happy that they had some serious part of it as well. Like they didn't have jokes all the time. Plugs. Uh... Email address another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen, all one word, at gmail.com. Go to our Twitter at podcast ADC. Add us on Twitter. You get, uh, you'll get updated on certain things, and then you'll know when the show comes out there. You also can do that on the Facebook page, another digital citizen on Facebook. We post up uh, the show there when it first gets posted on SoundCloud. Uh, you can also post underneath the post of the show on Facebook. And uh, if you have any questions or anything you want to talk about on that show, we'll talk about it on the next show. Fro. Cool. So has anything come? Uh, Yeah. Uh, So under last show, Jeremy posted, uh, you guys really need to stop with your willfully ignorant views on the Russian problem. And then he posted a, Wikipedia article uh, that's called uh, Links Between Trump Associates and Russian Officials. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I don't know exactly what his point is about last year because we didn't talk anything about Trump Associates and Russian Officials last last week, sorry. Well, I I think I said that uh, at the point that we're going... uh, 
Russia will get blamed for the iceberg in front of Titanic. And I do remember saying that, that but that had nothing. Right. We didn't talk anything about like the 2016 Trump Russia collusion last week at all. All we talked about was the supposed Russian hack that happened last weekend, the week before, or the week before that, I guess. Right. I, I feel like I, I want to, once and for all, like, make my stand extremely clear, so I don't have to address this a thousand times. We've already, this again. is the thousandth time we've addressed this. But I, I, I'm, I'm a little tired of discussing it, and I, 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 I'm going to put a very big red line underneath this. This is the final fucking time I'm going to talk about this. Just so I am 110% clear on that. Russia did a lot of shit. I, I have no doubt that Russia tried to interfere in the election of 2016. I think they tried to interfere in the election of 2016. If they succeeded or not, I I'm, I'm, don't really have any proof of them succeeding or not. Do I think they uh, had a lot of people around Trump that lied about their connection to Russian uh, things? Sure. A lot of people around Trump that was uh, around Trump uh, did do stupid things when it came to the Russia connection. I have read the whole fucking Mueller report. I have read it even twice. I find it very interesting that Mr. Mueller himself says that uh, uh, he couldn't find any, uh, any uh, thing, connection between the Trump administration and working together with Russia. That doesn't mean that Trump was a good president. It doesn't mean that I'm supporting Trump in any way. It doesn't mean that uh, I think that uh, uh, he didn't do a lot of stupid things uh, during uh, his administration. I think there are more important things to uh, focus on than this fucking stupid thing. And I will... Never ever talk about it again. I don't. I don't care if it's in the news again. I will. I will block that from the news. I don't care. I'm so tired of defending a very reasonable stand that I haven't seen any proof of Trump con convoluting with uh, with Russia. See, I. Sorry to stop you, but I think you're reading a lot into this. Because <laughs> all he says is, you yeah. guys really need to stop your willfully ignorant views on the Russian problem. First of all, what is the Russian problem? The what is the Russian problem? The 2016 election was the two Russian problem. But we didn't talk about that last week. So he must he's talking about the Russian problem, whatever the Russian problem is. This is the problem, is like... Defining the Russian problem uh, has been a, sh a shifting goalpost since 2015. It started out that it was Trump worked with Russia and the WikiLeaks and WikiLeaks to hack 
the DNC to try to get Trump to win the election. That was like the initial goalpost of what the Russian problem was, right? Is that then that's what we've asserted is uh, there is no evidence that those three people or those three entities work together to collude to uh, to go uh, to try to win Trump the election. And even uh, it says right here in November 2020, uh, it says. Special Counsel Robert Mueller's report, uh, they released new passages from it, and in those passages it said, although WikiLeaks published emails stolen from the DNC in July, they published them uh, from the DNC. It doesn't say anything about them stealing them. And that Trump, uh, and Donald Trump close associate Roger Stone may have known about it. Uh, It says, appeared to know about it in advance. It not necessarily that he did, uh, that the materials were coming. Investigators did not have sufficient evidence, did not have sufficient evidence to prove active participation in the hacks or knowledge that electronic thefts were continuing. So there, w- the idea that uh, we're being ignorant because we say there wasn't enough evidence to show that that happened is just not true. It, it's in the Mueller report that says there wasn't enough evidence for that to happen. But I think he, uh, there's this changing of goalposts where now it's like, well, yes, but uh, look, they, the Trump administration uh, had ties to the Russians. So that means he was guilty, even though they did an investigation that said that it did, there wasn't enough evidence to prove that. And remind you, Robert Mueller had access to the NSA fro. The NSA has uh, has the ability to look at every piece of internet traffic that's happened. You know what I mean? So if the, they would have been able to at least uh, find some connection there if they were actually looking, or if they actually were to find it. But I don't think that's the point. I think the point is this is a reactionary thing to us saying that there was no evidence for uh, this current hacking and for some reason, he linked something that has to do with a completely other hacking event that they're not connected, right? So I just feel like it's a bit reactionary just because we said that that one didn't have any evidence. He posts something about Trump and his associates having connections to Russian officials, which was had nothing that has nothing to do with the current Russian hacking, right? Am I correct? Yes, but uh, but I think I think I, I'm not going to lay words in in, in Jeremy's round in, in Jeremy's uh, uh, thoughts or anything. But I think he got a little pissed that I was making fun of the whole thing, like that that Russia gets blamed for everything. But it seems for me, and I'm not going to fucking. And change my mind of this that Russia gets blamed for everything. I think it is a conspiracy that this is going on. I think it is a conspiracy, but it's not the conspiracy that you think it is. And um, that's the fucking problem. I, I think again, like I said, we didn't talk anything about links between Trump associates and Russian officials last week. So putting up this Wikipedia article. It made just made me go. I don't know. I don't know what your point is. I don't understand your point because you're not uh, you're not giving me like okay. This is what you said last week that was wrong. Or here's 
here's the evidence of what you said last week that shows you uh, shows you that what you said was willful in quote willfully ignorant right this here's the evidence but he gave us a link to a wikipedia article that it has no relation to something we talked about last week right so i'm just i i went i don't know what what your point is at all uh but it just connects back to like the idea that um that trump worked with russia in wikileaks right i i mean that's the only thing that this connects back to it just not it's just not something we talked about i think the thing about it fro is that we've maintained that trump and russia and wikileaks didn't work together but we've always said that we never denied that there were links between trump and russia we've even gone as far to say that they were money laundering and that's what we believe right. was happening and why there were so many connections between them and why and the whole thing with him getting a trump hotel in russia and and the Ukrainian stuff and all that, and that what's really going on here is probably some type of money laundering operation uh, that kind of got twisted by the Steele dossier into people thinking it had some kind of uh, nefarious... Uh, WikiLeaks had some kind of nefarious purpose for just reporting factual uh, documents that they that they got their hands on. Hi, uh, movies... Uh, have you seen any movies? The only thing I saw was just in the background during Christmas was Polar Express. I think they played it like th two or yeah. three times during Christmas, so it was just like in the background, like the whole time. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, I I saw it in the theater the first time I saw it, and it's a little more impressive on the big screen. But like, it's a little there's something a little creepy about it. But I guess that you know it is like a a movie about somebody kidnapping kids, kind of. <laughs> well, I saw your number two and number one movie this week. I saw first Vivarium, because it's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. uh, I really dig this movie. I can understand why it was your number one. Uh, if I had seen it, it would probably be in my top five. I don't think it would be my number one, but I, it would definitely be in my top five uh, list of favorite movies. Uh, it, I liked it that much. It is very Kaufmansky. It, it reminds me a little of like when Kaufman does his movies. Like being John Malkovich on on a very like good good, it's a good example of that. Uh, yeah, I can with, see that. Yeah, yeah, mixed with with with, with sci-fi and horror, like it 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 is, and I I think the, not to spoil anything because people should watch this now that it's on Netflix. Uh, oh, is it? I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think yeah, I think definitely I would give it a nine out of ten. <clears throat> I really liked it. Yeah, uh, that's what I gave it. It, it, it. The ending is just—it's like this movie where the whole time you're kind of questioning what's going on, and then the ending reveals what what it is. And some people probably went at, looked at the ending and went, "What the hell was that? <laughs> I just wasted my time yeah. or whatever." But if you really like look at the allegory of what the sh the movie's trying to say, the ending is perfect to me uh 
we're little zombies I didn't like. <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. You didn't like that? Okay. I, 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 not as much as you. It, it wasn't a bad movie, but it just like orphan orphans uh, forming a rock band. Extremely weird. That well, I guess that's what I liked about it is the weird, the weirdness. The editing is very unique. You know what I mean? Like, name a movie yeah. or TV show that's edited the same as this. No, no, no. It's it's very it's very Japanese. <sighs> Japanese, very <laughs> Japanese, very Japanese, very. But I really like the music in it, and the costumes in this is very elaborated. Very cool costumes and things like that. And the storyline is like, I it's okay. Right. I, I give it a seven point five. I like the the comedy bits are it the it's funny, but it's funny about really dark shit. So it's like a very dark sure. comedy, and I like those. So I think that's what yeah. helped me a little bit. Yeah, but seven point five is bad. No, no, not at all. No, it's just like, but maybe I was expecting a little bit more. Well, I have seen three movies this week. Let's talk about the final movie and watch the other trailer for Wonder Woman 1984. I... I've only seen this trailer without sound. <laughs> this is the first time I've watched it with sound. Isn't that funny? Yeah, that is funny. Everything will be different. I wish I watched watch the movie without some. <laughs> be better. The sad thing, well, I'm going to talk about it later, but the sad thing is, I really, really like the first one. Anything you want. This music is a little much. Yeah. Gal Gadot. So is it in 1984? I guess it kind of looks like 1984. Yeah. That is why it's called 1984. Funny enough. This is Syria? Furia. Oh, okay. I was like, it looked like they were in Syria right when you said that. <laughs> no, I think her, her name in the movie is Furia. Ah. The way I fly, they will never find us. I forgot to tell you. What? Radar. Will they, will they shoot at us? I can show you the world. <laughs> What's the Aladdin where there's like a lot of like fireworks and flying and flying cats from the movie Cats? I'm still angry that I didn't remember that last year when I had seen Cats and I didn't have it on my bad list. Parachute pants? Yeah. Does everybody parachute pants? 
Okay. Yeah. So, uh, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? Right, Wonder Woman, 1984. Diana, Prince, lives quietly among mortals in the vibrant, sleek 1980s, an era of excess driven by pursuit of having it all. Though she comes into her full power, she maintains a low profile by curating ancient artifacts and only performing heroic acts incognito. But soon Diana will have to muster all of her strength, wisdom, and courage as she finds herself squaring off against Maxwell Lord and the Cheetah. Cheetah! Uh, 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 62% on Rotten Tomatoes, 59% on Metacritic. I think why they changed, uh, chose 1984 was because of the Orville novel. I'm going to guess that. I have no proof for that. But. Right. I don't know. I, you you got me. Um, it's possible, yeah, I suppose. No, I really, really liked the first one. I, I thought the first Wonder Woman is... One of the best superhero movies I've seen, actually. And Patty Jenkins is a very good director, I thought, in that. But uh, this was shyest. This was really bad. Like, I, I can't, I, I can't say other than it was extremely campy and very much uh, long. It, it, it very, very. I felt extremely long. Uh, I I don't know how long the movie is. Oh, it's two hours and thirty five minutes. No wonder it felt long. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think the best thing with this was Christian Wig playing Sheeta. Uh, that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's the thing, and I didn't say this. Uh, when I, I saw Wonder Woman. I, I think Gal Gadot has very limited acting skills. Okay. And and this shows her limit to the max. It's very mundane. It's very not charming, not funny. And it's just like, yeah, one of the worst uh, sequels to uh, to uh, uh, a superhero movie I have ever seen. I think uh, I will give it a four. Lloyd Drake uh, said the graphics were great. The storyline was awesome. I definitely give this movie a five star rating. Uh, he liked it, mm-hmm. so some people liked it. Me- Melody Cross also says it was good, entertaining. Whomever didn't like it, sorry to burst your bubble, but that's your problem, from That's so. Mm-hmm. It is my problem that I didn't like it. Be glad you were just given the opportunity to watch uh, from the comfort of your home, is what she says. Okay. <laughs> Not really sure what that means. <laughs> that, that was a little passive aggressive. Right. It's like, okay, you just didn't like the film. You don't have to be like. <laughs> Uh, but Chrissy Menachi says, very weak, the Olympics were the highlight, but had absolutely no impact on the rest of the film. And that's too bad. There was so much potential, but they could have overcome, but it just couldn't co- overcome a poor script. 
Uh, and Annette, Annette Richardson says, Great beginning of the movie, and it was all downhill from there. Had a hard time staying awake. Plot took too long to get going. Uh, don't yeah. go to the theater. Just wait for it on uh, on your TV. Save the money. Actors were great. Uh, saw too many errors in the movie as well. Uh, says it's supposed to be in 1984, but most of the items in the background were from the 2000s. That's what I just said about the yeah. trailer. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. And the love story, and there's so many plot holes I could talk about. Just yeah, that like, was the first thing I noticed about the trailer was like, these cop uniforms are not like 1984 cop uniforms. Why is that? That's a little strange. And then I noticed all these other things in the background, and I'm going, it's kind of like they're picking and choosing which it, what's in uh, what's staying in 1984 and what's not. Yeah, and just like I I really hated the love love story in this. It's like. I, I, I really wish I didn't see this. Like, uh, it ruined almost the first one in retrospective. I'm I'm a little worried. She's going to... She's the one that's supposed to direct uh, the next... Uh, next... Uh, 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 Star Wars. So... I don't oh. Know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm... It- there's been bad Star Wars and Star Wars continues to go. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It, it's not going to affect sure. Star Wars. Um, another movie that came out last week, uh, The Dissident, a documentary. When a Washington Post journal, journalist, Kamal, Jamal Khashoggi, oh yeah, I remember this, dis- disappears after entering Saudi Arabia's consulate in instable, his fiance and dissidents around the world are left to piece together the clues of a brutal murder and expose the global cover-up penetrated by every country he loved uh, came out December 25th right uh, not 96% on Rotten Tomatoes 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb yeah. 83% of Metacritics uh, directed by Brian Fogel I really want to see this because it's a Brian Fogel film as well right yeah uh, let's talk about Pinocchio uh, Geppetto's puppy creation Pinocchio Magical comes to life when Dream becomes a real boy he's a little led astray Pinocchio tumbles from one uh, misadventure to another uh, as he is tricked, kidnapped and chased by bandits through a wonderful world of imagination creatures uh, from the belly of a giant fish to land of the toys of the field of miracles this it has Robert uh, Benini in it. Eighty-six uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes, six point two out of ten on IMDb, uh, and a sixty-three percent of Metacritic. Sixty-nine percent of Google users liked it. Uh, that is why it's a funny score. Okay, uh, promising young woman. Nothing in Cassie's life is what it appears to be. She. She's wickedly smart, tantalizingly cunning, and she's living a secret double life by night. Now an unexpected encounter is about to give Cassie a chance to right the wrongs from her past. Uh, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 71% uh, on Metacritic. Now to Paul Greengrass movie that I have never ever heard of before. Uh, five years after the Civil War, Captain Jefferson Kyle Kidd 
crosses path with the, the ten-year-old, uh, taken by Koawa people, forced to return to aunt and uncle kid, agrees to escort the child across the harsh and unforgiving plains of Texas. However, the long journey starts turns into a fight for survival as the traveling companions encounter danger at every turn, both human and natural. Isn't human humans natural? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, that's a weird wording. 7.2 out of 10 on under B, 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 3.5 out of 5 on Screen Rant, uh, 81% of Google users like this. Tom Hanks. I don't know who that is. Uh, never heard of him. Marie, never heard of him. Uh, Marie Wanning. Uh, but yeah, directed by Paul Greengrass. Like, I really love, like Paul Greengrass. And I have never, ever heard of News of the World. Oh, they've been promoting the of... crap out of it in America. Like on, uh, uh, yeah, on TV and on the on YouTube and everything, yeah. I've seen the trailer about a million times at this point. Does I don't... It not really to me, but I'm not a huge fan of old, like, old westerns. Oh. So, uh, that, I mean, that's just my own personal opinion. I mean, I that w definitely wouldn't be the m movie I would want to see this week. I think uh, Promising Young Woman is probably the one I want to see this week. Uh, I would go with The Dissident... That looks pretty good too. Uh, yeah. The other, I just think this one looks like it could be super entertaining. I think it, Pinocchio, right, is a animated thing, and it's got Roberto Benigni in it. Did you ever see like the two thousand Roberto Benigni Pinocchio? Do you, that was like the horrible. Yep, I did. I wonder if this movie is they put him in it just so he could like feel a little better like about have a good his one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I did watch the awful version, yeah. Hey, audibletrial.com slash non-digitalcitizen. That's audibletrial.com slash non-digitalcitizen. Go there. Uh, next week, we will talk of news of the week. We will talk of the stand episode three. We will have another digital review of Shadow in the Cloud. I'm going to guess that is about vampires that hide in the sky. Uh, it sounds like it's probably about aliens, like alien spacecraft, right? Oh, hiding yeah. in the Shadow. hiding in the clouds. Okay. Yeah. Uh, our main topic is another digital citizen's biggest scandals of 2020 ever tournament. Huh, it's almost like we had this last year. Also known as the uh, Jeffrey Epstein Memorial Tournament, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> go back if we go back one year <laughs> yes uh let's talk about a little about 2021 i'm i i i usually do like silly predictions at the end and i was thinking to myself uh what are things that you actually believe will happen in 2021 I have been thinking about some, some, some people, or some things. I actually think uh, that uh, uh, the vaccine program in the United States will go to fuck and 
you'll probably not be vaccinated before late November. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I think one of the major... Almost guaranteed one of the major, what, three, two or three movie theaters is going to completely close up shop. Yeah. I don't, know which, I don't know which one, AMC, Cinemark, it's going to be one of the big ones, but yeah. one of them is going to fall off and there's going to be like a big space left open uh, if they disappear. Uh, I don't think we will see the movies that HBO promised us. Oh really? <laughs> because okay. They have, yeah, because I I I think they have become in so too much trouble. Uh, uh, With the creators about right? Yeah, uh, I'm. I mean, Villeneuve, the director of Dune, said that if they did this, they, it would be the end of their re- relationship, more or less. Like. And and uh, I think I I actually don't think that will happen. Uh, yeah yeah okay. Um, geez, I haven't really thought about this. Uh... Okay, I I will go with some of my predictions for twenty twenty one. I think there will be a new election uh, in England this year. Okay. In twenty twenty one, I have absolutely. No basement for that other than then I just think so. Okay. Uh, I think another big country will go out or try to go out of the EU this year. I have a very big suspicion that it will probably be Greece or Spain. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm trying to think of something that's going to happen this year, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you want to hear some uh, something else? Then? Okay. I okay. I I think I think Trump will uh, stand for re-election. I don't think that's a fucking doubt in my mind. And I do think that uh, I, I I do think that uh, Norway's economy uh, will be very hurt by the oil price this year. I think the oil price will plummet this next year. I have a feeling that uh, that that will happen. Uh, other than that, I think actually probably. China will open a little more up. Uh, it, I, it seems like uh, 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 what they did with the Trump going over to North Korea and everything like that is a part of like opening up those dictator countries. And I think both North Korea and like China will maybe become more westernized because they understand that that is the more the only way to like thrive economically so they will open more up i think they don't really have a choice we had the the, uh, arabian spring for a reason i i think maybe we'll kind of get a uh, a, a Chinese uh, North Korea version of the Arabian Spring. Hmm. Okay. 
Yeah. Just my... <laughs> Just what I thought about 2021. All right. Uh, let's yeah. see. Anything interesting happened this week? Oh, Trisha Paytas got engaged. It's, yeah, it's getting married. To, to uh, Moses, right? Uh, uh, the two have had a very rocky relationship up until this point. I guess uh -huh. getting in... Do you think getting engaged is a good idea? Nope. <laughs> I think this is one of the worst ideas they have <laughs> Yep. It should be an interesting first Frenemies of 2021, though. Oh, yeah. I can't fucking wait for that. I mean, uh, I, yeah. It, it will be very, very, very interesting. I think that's going to be... It's going to get good views, for sure. Everybody's going to want to oh, yeah. watch that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will be super surprised if they don't talk about it, at least. Oh, definitely. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, one million Christmas lights on the house. The world record of Mr. Beast. That was fun. It was kind of a misleading title because there were three houses, but yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it was still pretty cool to see. I mean, they went all night. It seemed like that must have been pretty rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. It looked, it looked so incredibly weird. Um, Somebody, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no. Boston Dynamics. You know those people that makes the robots. The right? killer robots, right? Yes. Well, they have uh, posted a video called Do You Love Me? where the robots are dancing. Right. And that makes me fucking scared to death. Uh, somebody bought Neverland Ranch, like uh, Michael Jackson's old <laughs> house. Yes. Yeah. For, uh, what, $22 million. <laughs> yeah. Such a weird thing. Huh? I wonder how much of, like, the, you know, the playground, what, what, amusement park is still there, or if it's been renovated, or, you know what I mean? Did they update it? I, I haven't read too much about it. Would you, would you open it for the public, just to make money? I feel like somebody could do that, and w it would make money, yeah, but I think you would also yeah. attract vandalism. and Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Luke Harper, or Brody Lee, or his real name, John Huber, died this week. That was tragic news. Right, very one sad. Of the, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, actually, believe it or not. Yeah, he was Luke, Luke totally underrated in into, in uh, WWE uh, as, like, a big man, for sure. Uh, he died at 41, I believe. I saw the masked dancer this week. Look, uh, I didn't talk about this. Oh yeah, I was gonna watch it and I completely forgot. Yeah, uh, I didn't mention it in the TV week because it was so awful that I I didn't want to mention it. It doesn't work. Like it does not fucking work. I understand where the idea of it came from and things like that, but. Uh, the whole concept is like judges are going to say something because of the clues and the voice. So they have done like, oh, he, they can say one word in their normal voice. 
Like, it was so weird. And the first one that was unmasked, spoilers, uh, Ice Tea. So random. Uh, I get, one of the biggest dramas in America that's just been all over the place is the stimulus checks. Uh, oh my god, yes. Trump Back said he was he wouldn't sign the thing because he wanted $2,000, and then he said, okay, well, I'm going to sign it now, and so he signs it, but then uh, Bernie Sanders says, that's not enough, we need more, so they hold up uh, this defense bill, uh, Bernie Sanders and a few other people, then they the House actually signed off on $2,000, a $2,000 stimulus, but then it went to the Senate, and Mitch McConnell has stopped it. It's, like, stalled in the Senate right now. Uh, it, I'm reading a thing from nine minutes ago. It says that it has no realistic path uh, to quickly pass in the Senate, is what it's saying, and that the Treasury is already sending out $600 checks. They've already started it. Wow. Uh, wow. So, yes. Uh, it's just very strange what's going on uh, that... Trump wants $2,000 checks. Uh, Pelosi and Schumer want $2,000 checks. Bernie wants $2,000 checks. Lots of Republicans, at least in the House, they all want $2,000 checks. Yeah, but we're but still Mitch not getting $2,000 checks. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so Mitch, annoying. Mitch fucking McConnell stops it. Yeah, and everybody it was reached. memeing him so hard. as He's just such a... The guy's such a j jerk, and he just doesn't care about anything but his own power. It's so He's blatant. He's one of the worst Republicans, and that's saying something. Right, exactly. It's that saying something. <laughs> uh, PewDiePie is the most handsome face in 2020. Did you know this? I, I think that was a little bit of a joke, but yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. He's so handsome. So pretty. <laughs> Uh, chess? Do you want to talk about chess? The air, air thinking masters? Are they still doing on? it? Okay. Uh, yeah, they're doing it uh, 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 online. That uh, makes sense. Magnus is, yeah, Magnus is having problems. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's the thing I have to say about things. That is weird. And yeah, I mean, I think that's it. For me, I guess, Happy New Year, everybody. Weird. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to sing the song? I don't know what song. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh. That song. Okay. Yes. That's yes. a song. Um, Abba. Yeah. Oh, I've never heard, I don't think I've ever heard that. Uh, Ow. Maybe I have, but I don't remember hearing it. The Happy you know New Year what? song? Isn't it funny that we're talking about ABBA, we forgot something? What? We forgot Eurovision. Sorry, what? <laughs> Eurovision. I don't know what we forgot about it. That's because you don't read my Skype messages. Uh, there's a song out. Uh, I sent you a link and everything. I don't. I didn't get it, apparently. My Skype mm -hmm. has been really weird on my phone lately, so... Albania's Eurovision song is released now, so... We will talk about that next week. Uh, okay, uh, this is staying in. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, happy new year, everybody. Uh, uh, from Norway, I'm from. From the U.S., I'm Luke. Happy new year, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Oh.